What is up, Black City, and welcome back to Spocast, presented by the Boulevard Race. Today on the podcast, we have the former producer of the Jay and Kevin Show, an OG podcaster, Sean Widmer, and uh, he's leaving Spokane. He's moving away. So this uh, interview serves as a uh, exit exit interview of sorts, uh, but not really. We just talked about everything that he's he's been doing in Spokane, and I'll get into that in a second, but before we do that, I want to talk about the next great Spokane race this September. Join me at all of Lilac City for the inaugural running of the Boulevard race on Sunday, September 24th. It's going to be an incredible event. It's going to take you on a four-mile run along Spokane's best city streets, starting at the iconic Riverfront Park and venturing through the heart of downtown, and you'll wind through the historic Browns edition, also Sean Woodmer's favorite neighborhood in Spokane, and experience the beauty of Spokane's landmarks along the way. And the finish line is at Spokane Falls Boulevard, right at the entrance of Riverfront Park. But this race is more than just a run. It's an opportunity to make a difference. The Boulevard Race is proud to be a community cancer fund event supporting a local nonprofit that provides financial support to cancer patients and their families. The funds will also benefit organizations like the Ronald McDonald House, Sacred Heart Children's Hospital, YMCA Camp Good Times, and the newly launched WSU Medical School Pediatric Residency Program at Providence. And over the past nine years, the Community Cancer Fund has raised an incredible $28 million to support cancer patients. And with your participation in this event, we can continue this fight against cancer and make a big difference. So don't miss out on the Boulevard Race. The general race entry is only $25 and includes a $25 off coupon to Rosar's Grocery Stores. Plus, you're going to receive a limited edition race shirt designed by the one and only Joel Barber of the Great PNW. So mark your calendars for Sunday, September 24th, and join us for the Boulevard Race, where every stride you make will contribute to the fight against cancer. And together, we'll turn these streets of Spokane into avenues of hope. For all the details and how to register, visit BoulevardRace.com. Thank you to the Boulevard Race, our presenting sponsor, for this incredible support in fighting cancer in our region. This podcast could also not be done without my amazing Patreon supporters. They are Joe Van Voorhis, Elizabeth Geyer, Abby Pointer, Lee Wick, Gina Campbell, Tyler Poole, Sarah Thorpe, Judy Pointer, Zach Hawkins, Amber Sparks, Luke Baumgarten, Valerie Ozier, Alex Leah, Nick Spanger, and Elizabeth and Bill Pointer. Again, thank you all so much for being Spokastonites, Patreon supporters of what I'm doing here at Spokast. I could not be doing what I'm doing in this space without your support. And uh, and if you want to support what I'm doing here at Spokast, visit patreon.com backslash Spokast. Become a Spokast tonight. You get some stickers. Uh, I'm going to be doing an event at Chris Bovey's Vintage Print Shop um, later this year. I know I said I was going to do it earlier in this year. This year has been crazy for Spokast, but it's going to happen this fall. I will let everyone know who is a $50 supporter and has been a $50 supporter that will be doing an event at his space, uh, doing some screen printing. So I will let you all know all about that later. And if you want to become a Spokastonite and become and be at that $50 level, please do that. And we'll, and I'll, you'll be invited to the party. Also, 
Um, I got a batch of new Spocast stickers that are in the the in the style of the old KZZU uh, logo. And if you, I want to get them out to all of my all my Patreon supporters. So I'll try to get them to you that way. But uh, um, if you want one, reach out and I'll get you one. Um, if I have to mail it to you. I'll try to do that, but I would rather you meet me in person or I'll bring them to you and I'll get you the, get you a couple stickers. They're really, really cool. They are printed by Corporat Print Shop uh, by Chris Martin. He does an amazing job with his vinyl stickers. They are top notch and they're, the quality of them is top notch and the prices are very competitive with places like Sticker Mule. Um, so if you're looking to get some stickers for your business, Look no further than Corporate Print Shop. This is not an ad. He got me these stickers for Spocast, and they are they are just the best. Um, so Chris Martin, thank you so much for uh, printing me off some some badass stickers. So let's get into our guest today on the podcast. We have Sean Woodmer. Uh, Sean Woodmer is moving to Lexington, Kentucky. Uh, so this is an exit interview of sorts, um, and I had to get him on to talk all about Spokane. We talk briefly about video games, which he is very passionate about, talk a little bit about sports, but we mostly talk about how he got into radio and podcasting and plus so much more. We play a game of Spokecast Hotlist and we talk about all of this, uh, all of the places that of the words that I said reminded him of Spokane, not his favorite places because he didn't want to say favorites, uh, places that you know he thinks of about when he when he hears that word and how they relate to Spokane and it was such a fun time to to talk to him and he's just had such a legendary career in Spokane as um in radio broadcasting he started working at KGA doing sports and working with Jay and Kevin there and then moved to KXOY and continued to be the producer of the Jay and Kevin show arguably the best uh morning radio team in Spokane. You know, there's another another group over at KXY that we won't name that he wasn't a producer for that, you know, always win, you know, the best of awards. But, you know, Jay and Kevin always finish second and they're, you know, they're just as uh they're just as good, I would say. Um but he but he's a legend and he also is an OG podcaster. He started podcasting back in two thousand five. Think about that for a second. 2005. I got married in 2005. Uh, and he started his podcast, uh, The Sean Woodmer Show. It's a diary of sorts. It's, you know, the, the episode length range from like 15 to 25 minutes. And it just, it's just Sean talking about what's going on in his life. And, you know, recently he's been getting ready, moving to Lexington. And it's just like, all his thoughts on leaving Spokane, moving to Lexington, and it's just so insightful and interesting to hear him go on this journey because you know he's he's lived here for so long. He to live in Spokane for as long as he has, and then just uproot his his life to go down to Lexington is this. It's such an enormous undertaking, and it also shows like even though when people leave Spokane, sure they leave the city behind, but like they don't leave their passion for the city behind. And I know that Sean will be an advocate for our town for years and years to come, whether or not he comes back or not, because when you live in Spokane, it becomes ingrained in you and 
if it becomes ingrained in you and you love it here, you're going to share that with everyone. And to have him out in the world that not living in Spokane, but sharing all of his passions for, for the city, to have him as a spokesperson, I couldn't, it's just such a, it's so cool to think that he'll be out in Lexington, like just talking about how, how amazing Spokane is. And uh, if you're listening to this from Lexington, uh, you've gained an amazing uh, Lexanite. Is that what they call him? A, a Lexingtonite? Uh, I'm sure there's another name for that. But uh, he's going to kill it there with his family. And I'm excited to see what comes from his journey there. Um I, I was I'm proud to have been able to interview him before he sets off on this adventure. And you know, I don't didn't know him that well, but but I consider him a friend now. And it's cool to like meet someone like that and have to connect that quickly. I will also say this um about Sean is that he was recently on the Real Rap podcast, a, a podcast I helped produce, and he tells his entire story of how he got to Spokane. Um, he lived in Venezuela with his family for a number of years. He was born here in Spokane, but then and then went and lived there with his family for I I didn't I don't know how many how long, but he tells the story on that podcast really well, and he talks all about hoops and basketball on that podcast. So if you want to get a little bit of that, go listen to that as well. Luke did a great job interviewing Sean, and so uh, again, Sean. Thank you so much for coming on Spokast. It's bittersweet to say goodbye, but you know, we're we're definitely gonna keep in touch and you're gonna you're gonna be able to listen to this show and get pieces of Spokane, you know, for years and years to come because Spokast isn't going anywhere. So and Sean, please send me those questions. I will answer them on every episode of Spokast. Peace, Sean. Appreciate you coming on again. Um, one last ad read from my friends over at Maine Market Food Co-op. Are you searching for a grocery store that cares about providing you and your family with responsibly sourced wholesome food and products for your home? Look no further than the Maine Market Food Co-op founded in 2010 with just 700 member owners. Maine Market has blossomed into a cornerstone of the downtown Spokane community with over 9,000 member owners today. And what sets them apart is their unwavering commitment to treating consumers and producers and the environment with equal respect. At Maine Market Food Co-op, quality is not just a word, it's a way of life. They take pride in offering the highest quality products with the smallest environmental footprint, all while strengthening our local food economy. So let's take a tour of what awaits you at Main Market. Picture yourself strolling through their produce section filled to the brim with local in-season fruits and veggies. And if you love variety, their bulk department has a delightful array of teas, spices, grains, dried fruits, and snacks. You can grab as little or as much as you want. Their deli is freaking amazing. They have a breakfast bar, lunch bar, burrito bar, it's one of the best delis in all of Spokane. You can get the best pasta salads, potato salads. You can get an amazing just a salad bar. Oh, it's so good. Like, I love their deli so freaking much. So whether you're looking for a delicious meal or a well-stocked grocery store with a focus on local and responsibly sourced products, Main Market Food Cooperative is the place for you. You can visit them today at the corner of Main and Brown in downtown Spokane, right across the street from Spokast Studios. So again, thank you all so much for listening to this beginning intro. If you're sticking with me through the intro and you haven't fast forward, I really, really appreciate it. If you can, please go 
rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Subscribe if you're if you haven't yet. And please, please, please send me some questions. I'd love to answer some questions on Spocast. I haven't have my Friday show now coming out every week. What is up, Lilac City? All about what we what we're doing in Spokane and uh, all the events that are happening, community events music, you name it. I'm going to be talking about it on that show. That's where I'll answer all your questions that you send in. So please submit your questions at hello at spocast.com or slide into my DMs on Instagram at spocast.co. Um, and yeah, do all those things. Well, without further ado, I will not keep you any longer. Here is the exit interview of Sean Widmer, former producer of The Jay and Kevin Show an OG podcaster and friend of Spokast. Again, Sean, good luck on your journey in Lexington. Spokane will be right here waiting for you when the vortex calls. This is Spokast. Dude, you know what I, I what I realized is that I know you worked at Babbage's. Yes, dude. In Northtown, right? Yes. And like, I definitely went to Babbage's all the time. Like, you probably were there. Were you there when, how long did you work there? I worked there for two and a half years. Like, what What years? Uh, 2000 to 2003. Oh, so it would have been that. No, you would have been there for like the Halo 2 launch. Oh, then. I was there. I worked the Halo 2 launch. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, one that, of my best friends and I worked the Halo 2 that launch. That was like the biggest mess. It was insane. It, I'd it ever, was a nightmare. It, yeah, because like I. Uh, the, the launches that were a problem <laughs> were. PS2 launch was a nightmare. Xbox launch was a nightmare. Halo 2 was a nightmare. And then there was one other one. It was uh, some weird game that everyone was like wanted. And we didn't get any, like we didn't get even half the number we needed to fill in, fill up like the uh, pre-orders. Yeah. And it was a gong show. It was crazy. <laughs> hey, I just, that night at Halo 2 was just like, I, I think we wait, I waited in line forever, obviously. And it was... But it was, but then you get the game and we went home and we started playing. It was like that was. And then once you're playing, you're in, once everyone's you're, yeah. happy. But yeah. we we had it that night. There was a guy who played tennis in town, and he had a, the sickest setup at his house. It was insane. They had a, he had a huge gigantic. Was it Jan Michael? It was Jan Michael Gamble. Yeah. <laughs> so he had a huge <laughs> warehouse and he had like three Porsches in there. Some other car. I'm not a car guy. So I don't know. It's all these these cars. <laughs> and my buddy who worked at GameStop with me, Walter, he invited us up to his house. Nice and. We went up there to play, and he had like the greatest land setup because that was like yeah, I know so, his house is like dude, so right at the bottom of Green Bluff right, is where yeah. it was, mm-hmm. and so he had like a TV on one wall, huge TV on one wall, huge TV on the other, like not like mounted, but just like against the walls, and they had nice couches back to back, so you could sit there and like game without <laughs> seeing the other screen, dude. It was insane. We were like, this is living. That's awesome. And I was gonna preface the show with like saying like I feel like Luke did a really good job telling your. Yeah, whole story, and I, I don't really want to tell your whole coming to Spokane story again. Like, I really yeah. wanted to just focus on you in Spokane and like your favorite things to do here. Dude, you do whatever you want. I'll, I'm here for the ride. And, I'm here uh, for the ride. And t- I mean, and I have some history of, um, I mean, of listening to you on the radio. I used to listen when I, I used to drive. I used to work at a, I used to work at a cubicle wall factory in Ooh. North Idaho. And I would drive, you know, 45 minutes a day home. Oh, my gosh. And so, and I worked from like 6 o'clock in the morning to like 3 o'clock. And so your shows 
were always in my drive time. Oh, dude, that's brutal and, for you. And so I that's listened brutal. to I listened to you and Dickow. I listened yeah. to you and Patchen and uh, is it Molly? Patchen, not Molly. And was that Julie, time, Julie Pat- Scott? Julie Scott. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and so like, and I just I mean I just listened that I, that was when I was like super into like fantasy football and yeah. and uh, all of it. Seahawks, Mariners, and uh, and now and, you've died. Now you've died off the sports stuff. Well, now Is that, that I have happened? kids, they ru- kids like kind of they ruin everything. They ruin like your love for sports because also like I used to get. I mean, Seahawks just like I have a there's a hole in the wall from the 2013 NFC divisional game against the New Orleans Saints. Yeah, uh, and I. And I was so angry after that. And then the next year, the Seahawks won the Super Bowl, and I was like, I think I kind of mellowed out after that. And then I had, ki- and I, then I had kids. Yeah. And man. then I don't want to be the dad. No. Who's like so into sports that like his kids hate sports. Yes. Now I want my son to get into sports a lot, so then I can get back, latch back into it, and be like, tell my <laughs> wife, you know what? I'm sorry. I have to do this for my son. I have mm. to watch. I guess I have to watch all these games again. Yeah. Dang it. My, Dang it. My oh. son's growing up to be a. Uh, a little hooper and and I've really got him like he just loves all basketball like he he's like he tells everyone he doesn't tell everyone but the fact that I tell I told him that I work with Adam Morrison who used to play for the Lakers who used to play for Kobe and like Link brings it up all the time totally like and he just is like and he tell and he I'm just like I think it's so cute and he like he love he's loving like talks about Michael Jordan all the time he's like learning the history and watching stuff with me I'm I'm on the fence of showing them the Steph Curry doc just because like I think it's a it's cool it's it's a great story and it's like what would I want my kid to like yeah put, be as an athlete I mean I don't you know I don't want him to kill the you know dreams of Gonzaga don't Nation. Need that. But in terms of <laughs> Steph's, Steph's awesome yeah, for little kids. For He's sure. awesome. Um, uh, you got to name your kid Link. Oh, yeah, I, I named my kid Link. You lucky dog. I, named... I pushed. I pushed hard for that. Really? Oh, shot down. The second my wife found out it was video game related, she goes, "Absolutely not." <laughs> I was like, "Wait a second, because I go every name that I have on my list of names for children is video game. What's names. your son's name? Huck. Huck. Okay. Oh, yeah. So we got. I got my Huck Finn in there. Oh, nice. But I. Did, but once it was video games. So I met my wife when I was 18 years old. <laughs> One of the early stories is we talked about baby names. And that was not a thing that eighteen year olds should be doing when they're newly dating. I even bought her like a baby name book as a oh joke. My gosh. Her her mom freaked out on me and not freaked out, but well she freaked out. Yeah, she freaked out. Um and then we didn't have kids for like twelve years. Okay. And so but I when I was eighteen, I told her like I want to name my first son Link. And she's like, I love it. And I said, and she and then maybe a couple years later I was like, You do know Link's like named after a video game character. She's like Still like it. Still so like, like it. What a great gal. <laughs> um, what a great gal. So, but I mean, so I've already introduced you. I've already gave you all of my praise of you know. I uh, I gotta say, like it's it's bittersweet, dude, that you're you're leaving town. Like when I heard that you were moving, uh, it was through. I don't know what how it how it came. It must have been Instagram. Might have been. I didn't listen. I hadn't heard the podcast yet, and then I listened to it, and I was like, oh man, this is. Cause like you were in the studio, and you were doing your interview with Luke on Real Rat podcast, and I got to shout out Luke and yeah. Real Rat because like go listen to that episode because Luke 
breaks down like your entire history of coming to Spokane and hoops and Spokane and your your passion for that. So we're not going to talk too much about that. But during that interview, I have a feeling you already knew that you're leaving Spokane. I knew the day before. Oh, officially, like we had it. We had kind of worked. We kind of knew there was an opportunity. Yeah. And I was laughing the day before I came in. We made the made it like officially. In our family, we were like, oh, it's happening. Yeah. And my wife had got this job opportunity officially. And so it was like, I knew. And then I came in the next day and I, the whole time we're talking, I thought, I just want to say on this podcast that I'm moving so uh, badly, but I couldn't. And I just wanted to so bad. So it was funny. It was the day before I came is, in to do that interview. Wow. Because uh, I I will say, I have I, yesterday and today, I have binged all those episodes since. Okay. So I know your entire story of moving. Yeah, my podcast right now is just me whining about moving. Like, that's all it is. I can't think of anything else to talk about. I mean, I mean it's... Your show's a diary. So the That's, the, yeah, the yeah. Sean Widmer show, it's a podcast. Yeah. You've been doing it for how many years? Since 2015. Since or 20, 2005. Sorry, 2005. So you've been doing the show since 2005? Yeah, I've been doing that podcast since 2005. The, September 2005. Like, as that format? Yeah. Uh, it had a couple, like, I've gone through many iterations, and it will change from time to time. Yeah. So there was, like, a point where I just did sports. I just talked sports stuff mm. for maybe a year. Then it went to... I mean, it's just, it's always, it's ever changing, but always the, the theme of it always has been like just about my life yeah. just for whatever reason. And I think I did it like that because I thought someday I think it will be cool to mm. have this collection of audio that I can go back and listen to. I, it's so important. Like you have children now and I have children and it's so cool to think that my kids will be because i want to i definitely want to save all this yeah and have them if if ever if streaming the cloud ever goes away like they yeah. can still listen to it and to have it all like for them to be able to hear my voice and like and ai will be so good with it by then they can just take all my audio and they can yeah just, they can just make a an ai version of me so they you know so they can hang out yeah so they know that i still love them and they know <laughs> right. i love them but I, that was kind of one of my things i thought if i have a family when i get old I, I will I know I won't have the best memory, but I've had really cool things happen throughout life that I've enjoyed. Yeah. And so I just always wanted to document them. Yeah. And I thought this is a cool way to document them. And there's like a bunch of them, maybe two years I did it, and I didn't post them. So I just saved oh, them for me. Okay. And I've always thought about going back and just listening to them and seeing if they're post-worthy because they're just kind of funny old stories of my my buddies and my escapades. Mm -hmm. But I, I yeah, I just wanted I just wanted to have that there. And then kind of over time it turned into I don't know. My my whole goal with it more became more of a relatability thing. Mm -hmm. I, I tell stories about what's going on in life, maybe some of the hard things that go on, and hope that people can relate to it and go, "Oh, maybe if maybe I'm not the only person going through something tough right now," yeah. or or "Oh, I experienced that same kind of thing, and it's maybe not as bad, or whatever." But I just wanted to try to be relatable to people and and maybe put a smile on people's faces, depending on what situations they're going through. Because that's important to me. No, totally. I, I, it inspired me to start a new version of Spokast where I'm just talking about my favorite things to do around Spokane. Spokane. It's real good. And it's real good, everyone. It's, I love it, <laughs> Brendan. When you changed it the other day, I was like, "This is the one. This is the thing right here." Uh, and but because I never, I never had listened to your podcast before. But in, until the day I got a message from a friend who's like, "How bad." Did John do on the podcast? And I'm like, what in the hell are you talking about? <laughs> like, and I, I'm like, uh, I'm like, Sean, Sean. I like go. I went through my podcast and 
I'm like, I, I interviewed a guy named Sean Finley, who's a filmmaker here in Spokane. I'm like, I don't, and I'm like, oh, he's talking about Sean Widmer. And I'm like, what do you, and he, and then you done, you named it I Bombed Real Rat. I did. And you didn't at all. I, 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 I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I left and thought I really could have given him more better and i could have not just interrupted him every five seconds and let him talk but i struggle with that no well i you know it's a a podcaster's mentality yeah like we i do the same thing when i'm on podcasts that are not my own i i definitely like i become like um i get into my podcast zone and it is hard to do (laughs) i it's really hard when you've done stuff when you when you create content as the the person who's creating it mm. and then to go on to someone else's and adapt to theirs yeah and i and i'm just like just adapt and let him ask questions and just react instead of being like this is now my podcast and now i'm gonna ask you questions luke so what are you gonna do about it like i i, I do struggle with it. i'll probably do it to you right now so no, that's fine I, buckle I, up I, I love that uh and i should shout out to to matt brzee he's the one who oh, i love him he man. reached out to me and he like and then I told him I was interviewing today. He's like, "Oh, awesome!" Like he he's a big supporter of Spokecast. He's a big supporter of your podcast too. He did my and artwork. He did my artwork for my podcast. That's who does your artwork yeah. for all the podcasts. I think he's one of the most talented people that I've met in this city. I that, really believe that. That is amazing. I yeah. should have known that. I don't know why I didn't know that because he also did Sack and Jack's art. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. He. Uh, <laughs> it was funny when Sack and Jack did theirs. Jack reached out to me and he goes, dude, who did your drawings for the Jay and Kevin show and for my podcast? I said, my buddy, Matt. He's like, what can we do to get uh, to get him to do ours? I was like, give make Rob give him $50 million. And then I think Rob gave him like $5. So Matt, you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome on that. You made five bucks or whatever off Sack and Jack. So that was kind of cool. But he does art. Yeah, he's he's unbelievable. Matt is an unbelievable artist, oh, local artist. Thing. Yeah. And so, I, I just, I love him. Um, I, anytime he's at uh, the Spoke Comic Con, or, yeah. or I for, always forget what it's called. Lilac City Lilac Comic City Comic Con, mm-hmm. which is an awesome, awesome event. Dude, that event is so fun, so good. It, it's huge now, by the way. Mm. But he has his little booth set up. Yeah. And and I love his comics. He's awesome. I we were so Super 90s Brothers, the podcast I do with my buddy Adam, we were at Lilac City Comic Con yeah. this year for the first time. We set up a booth for the show and did a live episode there as well. And uh but my buddy played Super Smash Brothers a whole weekend and he like claimed no. that no one can beat him at Super Smash Brothers on sixty four and only like three or four people beat him the Re- entire weekend. And, and he uh, played the whole time. He played the whole time. He was he was a little tired at the, yeah. at the end of the week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's that I, I saw you guys set up. It looked really cool. It was cool. You yeah, got, yeah. You guys had a did good Did you setup. come down? I did walk by. Oh, you right. guys were super busy. Yeah. I was gonna say what's up, and, yeah. and you guys were super busy. I love right, yeah. I love that event though. Yeah, Nathan O'Brien is killing it. And he and, and I should say, like Halloween Expo is coming this this fall. And Oh, cool. And that's going to be that's another thing Nathan O'Brien's doing, uh, which is like a Halloween inspired, like a Halloween type uh, convention. I love that. Down at the convention center. So, yeah, it's 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 happening. Um, I want to I want to start out. <laughs> this show's already started. Yeah. But uh, yeah, sorry. Are you, were you born in Spokane? I was born in Spokane. OK. Deaconess Hospital. Shout out uh, to the fine folks who birthed me. Yeah. They yeah, I was born here, lived in Sprague. 
Then I, I lived in Sprague. Sprague, Washington? Yeah, Sprague, Washington. Yeah. My dad taught out there, coached oh. basketball out there for three or four years, and then we left to Venezuela. Oh, wow. So I went to Costa Rica for a year. My parents learned Spanish there, and then we went to Venezuela, and I lived there till I was 18. So that was, what, 13 years of my life out, out of the country? That's but crazy. it's like all those formidable years, and you're yeah. just kind of learning how to be you and what you are and everything. So it... it I lived there for a lot, not a not the majority of my life, but it was like such an important time in my life. It kind of helped mm-hmm. create me for me. But yeah, I started out here. I started out here in Spokane yeah. for a couple of years. So when you got back to Spokane at eighteen, yeah. like, what was that like? Was that a culture shock? Was it weird? Like, it was insane. Yeah, it was insane. I was I was very fortunate. I had a lot of friends who I grew up with in Venezuela who also, when when we all graduated high school, came back to the states. Most of them to go to college. Okay. And and I was very fortunate in that the two years, the year after my sophomore year and junior year, I came to the states and worked for my grandpa who had a tiling company. Mm. And I would tile ba- like I would tile bathrooms in apartment buildings, like all the apartment buildings on Nevada, just oh, past the yeah. uh, Albertsons or Safeway mm-hmm. up there. I tiled all of those apartment units with my grandpa. And so I would make money so I could afford a plane ticket. Mm. But it was huge because I got to meet some people those two years. And it kind of got me a little bit more knowledgeable of what it's like in the States. Because, dude, the difference between Venezuela and the United States of America is insane. Yeah. And and even so, even having a little bit of a of a time a little time here to kind of be ready i came up here and it was it was very challenging very challenging because <laughs> you just don't fit in on anything you right know, you, and you can't and you didn't relate people would be making comments about pop culture stuff or music a lot of music music pop culture movies and i had no idea what they were talking about mm-hmm. and i didn't understand a lot of any kind of slang that was going on at the time I, it was very difficult so it makes it it made it really hard to be confident enough to make friends and approach people. Mm-hmm. And you just I just found myself wanting to kind of isolate for a little while. And then thank goodness I met a couple guys who got me into some cool friend groups. Mm-hmm. And I'm like very thankful for them. And it was people who ex- who just like accepted me for being a little weird at first yeah. and showed me the ropes of how to live here. But it was hard. It was hard. What year was that? 2000. 2000. Okay. Yep. So like, yeah, just the turn of the century. One uh, of them was a guy we had mentioned uh, that I worked at Northtown Mall at Babbage's, a store that doesn't even exist in at all because that part of the building got knocked down right. so they could make room for restaurants. Uh-huh. But Walter was a guy who worked at this at this place and he was... He had no reason to be nice to me at all. Like yeah. I was so awkward and didn't know anything. And he was like, you like football. I like football. You're coming to my house and playing Madden. Awesome. And so I would do that a lot. And and <laughs> I, he was like one of those people who kind of just showed me, oh, here's what it's like to just be here. Here's what it's like to live here and things that people like and, and all that. So that was very lucky. The video game community coming through for me, man. That I applied for jobs at GameStop. I don't think I ever applied at Babbage's, but I definitely tried to work at GameStop. And like, I think at that time, like everyone was trying to work at GameStop. Uh, and I, they wouldn't. I never got through to the interview process. And so, oh man, I missed my missed my chance of working at GameStop. It was it's wild of, times. Uh, wild times. You're a humongous gamer. Oh, huge! I, that's what I did. I woke up way early this morning and I gamed until I came down here for this. Oh wow! So you're playing right now. You're playing uh, playing Final Fantasy 16 right now, yeah. trying to beat it before I get to Lexington. Mm, yeah. So that's kind of my goal. But I'm playing Final Fantasy 16, Baldur's Gate three, mm-hmm. and then uh, I'm going to play Starfield. 
I think. I mean, I, I have Starfield, so I'm going to play Starfield unless it keeps getting review bombed. Then I'm going to walk in tentatively. <laughs> I uh, so I mean, I, I definitely want to talk about a little bit about this today because I downloaded Starfield yesterday, and I I like I was like I need to play at least a couple hours before yeah. I, before we get on the podcast, and I was like because I have a friend who's like loves it. And he's like, does it hold your hand? And it does all these things. And I'm like, I played it last night. I'm like, I can see it. I can. I, Fallout Three is easily one of my favorite games of all time. Awesome game. And all awesome game. And I, I can see it, but I'm just like, I'm, I'm struggling. So <laughs> didn't love, didn't love the ending of Fallout Three. Just if I'm being very yeah. honest with you, but I love that game. Oh my yeah. gosh, I loved it. And I, I did want the same. I was like, look, give me. Anything close to Skyrim or Fallout 3. Mm, right. I even love Fallout 4. So just give me something close and I'll be happy. And I have heard that it's not really close. So I'm, I'm going to try it, of course. Yeah. I'm going to because it's a huge game and I want to at least see it with my own eyes. I'm just not as excited as I was. Yeah. I. Uh, but I'll nerd out on... Dude, I'll nerd out on video games. I, I am... I, I don't know. I, I there we I, I, The same guy, that Walter guy, he and I talk a lot about... There was a long time in the 2000s where on my video game love and his video game love we just kept so hidden like our nerves died <laughs> right yeah and it was so and it's so unfortunate and i i'm i'm very disappointed and bummed out that i i had felt that way but it was not easy to try to be a sports person and a nerd at the same time it really wasn't it, it was, really yeah it, it was you would get you'd get dunked on quite a bit people would be like yeah you can't do video games loser and now it's cool totally to, to just whatever people are more accepting which is wonderful and it's so awesome and i'm so excited raising kids in that mm -hmm. because i love that that there's the hope that man, my, my son or my daughter love video games. Mm -hmm. They're not going to be put in this box that I always felt like I was in, where you're like, "Hey, nerd, like, what are you doing? Don't you're not part. You can't be part of our group. You're a nerd. You're a loser." And I, I'm so <laughs> thankful that they won't have to have to be in that if they end up enjoying that world. Totally. I, uh, I was a huge nerd in high school, and I always hit it. And I loved pop music when I was a kid, and I always hid that I loved like NSYNC or anything like that. Like I would never admit to anybody that ever listened to it. Um, and now my son, he's like, he loves basketball. He loves video games. He loves K-pop. Like it's it. like he, it's just like our kids are very fortunate to be growing up in a, a more accepting world yeah. of like, of all of the, all the different pop culture things you can get into now. I, I love it because I feel like it lets you, it just like get to know who you are earlier. Yeah, I had to wait till I was older and I was a little more confident in myself to really dive into. Okay, these are the things I really love, and I'm just gonna I'm gonna do them. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna do that stuff. But that was hard because I wasted almost like my 20s. Feel like I wasted hiding what I liked and what I didn't like sometimes. Yeah. to try to be cool. Like, well, I wouldn't like that because I I like to hoop. <laughs> and so, I'm I yeah that, I think it's really good, and I'm really excited to watch my kids grow with that. So I want to ask about. So you went to Eastern Washington yeah. um, University. Did you? What was your degree in? Communications. Communi but I'm like three or four credits short <laughs> because I was going there to get a job in radio. Yeah. And I got my job in radio while I was finishing my last year. Yeah. And I was 21 and stupid and thought, well, why would I ever finish school right now? I got the job I wanted. I don't need to come to class anymore. I hate school. And so I stopped going to school. And that was really dumb because I could, I should have finished. But I don't do that, kids. Just finish. Be, uh, don't be a quitter. <laughs> so I'm close. I'm close, Eastern. You never know when I'll come knocking at your doors, especially now that there's a lot of online options. 
to come get those last couple classes out of the way. That's funny. I uh, I have this very similar story. I graduated from, did not graduate from, from, I went to the Spokane Falls Community College for their design program. Okay. And I'm two or three credits short as well, but I, I got a job right after college and and then I got my jobs in marketing and and then that all kind of changed into this. But uh, that's funny. So like your first job out of school was KXY? I uh, was KJRB. KJRB and KGA. It was oh, a, an KJ, AM yeah. station. It was yep. 790 The Fan. Mm-hmm. So that was my very first job out of college. Oh, it was like uh, with Toby. Moose, Toby it was, and Moose well, it was before Moose Jaw. Okay. So it was Toby and Bob. Toby yeah. Howe and Bob Castle. And they did a, a show up there. Nice. And so my first job was producing their show. I listened to that one was, too. Yeah, it was great. I loved <laughs> I loved working with Toby and Bob. They were they were very, very fun. But they yeah, they hired me. They hired me right out of well, not even out of high school. I I I've told the story before, I'll bore you with it now. I actually lied to get in there. I said I needed an internship. Oh. And my buddy Preston and I lived together and we doctored up papers on dial up internet, took forever to download files, took forever to figure out how to <laughs> modify them. So we doctored up what we thought looked to be internship papers that we had found. And I took them into Toby and he was like, okay, well, just make sure you bring these in so I can sign them whenever you need to for your credits for school. So I was like, oh, yeah. And I did. So I'm like working for free for them for about six months. And just want to get my foot in the door. I'm working at Northtown Mall at the time also. So I'm, I've got three jobs, if, including the one I'm doing for free, the internship. Finally, after six months, I tell Toby, I go, hey, I'm, I'm kind of being pulled in a lot of directions with work. I'd love to be able to dedicate more time to this. Is there any way you guys could hire me and pay me so I could drop one of these other two jobs? And he, he looks dead in my face and goes, we've been waiting for six months for you to ask for a job because <laughs> obviously your internship is fake. And I was like, "How you knew?" He goes, "Look at the documents." He goes, "That's not even a real looking official document. The Eastern logo is pretty much wrong. Nothing is centered. It's spelling errors all over the place." He goes, "We knew you were work. You weren't being honest with us." But he thought, "If you're going to lie about this internship, we're going to work you as much as we can for free, you if knucklehead." You're, if you're going to, I mean, you probably could just work for free if you asked him to, right? Yeah, totally. I was just like, oh, wow, really? And I just thought I had to be super sneaky to get in there. And then, yeah, it just turned out that's, awesome. that's not what they needed. So then they hired me officially. Yeah. Uh, so thank you, Toby, for the six months of of hell you gave me. <laughs> so you were there for a handful of years? Yeah, years? I was there for six years. Oh, wow. Six years up there at that yeah. station. It was really fun doing doing all, all, all sorts of sports shows. And it was that was a really good time. Was that like the when you were doing that show like this was like early 2000s and like just like the i mean that was still kind of in the infancy of sports radio right yeah like yep and i mean because there was definitely like i remember living in chicago and i listened to the fabulous sports babe okay and uh she was a a chicago radio uh talent and we talked about sports all the time and i and that was like in 1996 and that was like right when it was all happening but like what what led you to want to get into radio and to talk in on a mic? Came to when we came to Spokane, when I, I would drive my I lived up way up north in mm. Colbert and I'd drive out to Eastern for oh, wow. a little bit. Then I ended up moving to the South Hill and still driving to Eastern. But I drive early mm-hmm. and on the drive I was just messing around on the radio looking for music and stuff and and I just stumbled, totally stumbled on the AM side of the dial. And when I was tuning through it just to see what was on it, I found 
uh, sports radio show. Mm. And I was like, what is this? They didn't have that growing up. Venezuela did not have that. There was not an, even an option. You had the radio. It was just music. Yeah. And so I'm like, what is this magic? Mm. So I was listening to shows on my drive out to school, and then on my drive home from school listening to stuff also. Mm. And... It was like Jim Rome was mm. one of the guys, Tony Bruno and Andrew Siciliano was another one, and then these guys, Don and Mike, who did a, not a sports show, just a variety show. And I was so intrigued with, this uh. is their job. They're doing long-form content talking about things that I love. Yeah, I was like, how do you do this? How do you get into this? What is this? And so that led me to finding out what station mm. that they were on, finding that building, and then just bugging the heck out of the people who worked there until I could get in and see it. That's so, awesome. Yeah, it was, it was really. I just was, I was so intrigued with it in, during college. Yeah. No. I. I, I mean, I feel like this is same. Like, I. Because I, I used to drive. Like I said, I used to drive from Spokane to North Idaho to go work at my cubicle wall job, and I listened to all like the sports radio all the time. Yeah. And then, and then a summer, it was like 2009. I was working at a golf course, and that was right when I started. I started listening to. WTF with Mark Marin. Okay, cool. And and I was just like, and it was I went and I said to myself in 2009, I could do a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and I and so the move to from KGA to KXOI when it just a natural progression, like opportunity. Yeah, I the the guys who I worked with, Jay, Jay and Kevin had a show in the same building. Oh, as I did. Okay. So they kind of latched onto me because I was young and dumb, mm. and so if they needed. Now I'm just old and dumb. If they needed me to, if they needed any skits done, so ah. if they needed anything weird done, they would get a hold of a handful of us guys and say, "Which one of you guys wants to do whatever?" We tried, like I tried to, so dumb. I tried to break the world record for the most pair of underwear put on in one minute, and so that they had seen it, and some guy broke that record, and they were, they they were like, "We could beat that." And so we did it. We got, uh, I think it was 33 pairs of underwear in a minute, and it cut my, the in between my thumb and my index finger, that webbing, it cut through there because I did it so many times, and the elastic, I'd run my hands across the elastic, Ooh. and it just burnt through, and the next morning I had, like, scars on my hands. It was crazy. But it was, I, we would do that kind of stuff, Yeah. and they really liked me on their show because yeah. I would have fun with it and and just they, they just loved it. So when and then they liked they enjoyed my sports radio show. So when they left that building, their contract went up, KXOI offered them a, a nice deal. They let me come be part of it. Yeah. I kind of begged a little bit and then they wanted me to be part of it. So I just it yeah, easy progression to go with them to the new building. So when they moved from KXOI, I mean from KGA to KXOI, or I guess it was a different station there, yeah. but uh you so you've been with Jane Kevin since they've been at KXY then. Yeah, day one. That's crazy. Yeah, two thousand nine. Oh, it was man. it was on ninety six nine, and then <laughs> they realized ninety six nine does not have a whole lot of power to get out to the outlying areas, uh. and so when we got to KXY, they were like, "This station's yours." Then real quickly they realized, "Oh, we need to get your show." sent out further into mm. smaller communities, farm communities, North Idaho. And so they switched us to 99.9, yeah. which has which is a more powerful station. And yeah, ever since then, they've been on that station. So uh, so you and I have a, a friend in common that I don't think you know about. Um, I'm really good friends with Tony Baird. No way. Yeah. Tony Baird. Tony Baird. He uh, he worked. I worked with him. You, yeah. You worked at KXOY. He, uh, I, I asked him to give, like, do you got a good Sean Woodmer story? And all he said to me was floating. And I don't, I didn't know what that meant. And so 
No, I, I don't. I mean, I, I'm going to tell you this. That's a conversation that happened in a room where we were, where he and I were, were learned. We were, we were learned up on some stuff in a weird production room because, dude, I'm telling you, when you go to record commercials at radio stations, the guys who are going to record it for you, they are ready to just like get the mood light. Because you're going to go in, so you're going to go into a building, you're going to record a commercial, and it's a little intimidating if you haven't done that. Yeah. So a lot of the guys and gals who work their production rooms will try to like break the ice, depending on how far they feel they can go with you, Yeah. and just try to get as loose as possible so that when the mic starts, you feel comfortable. So you're not sitting there thinking about the fact, oh, I don't know what I'm doing here. I'm going to read this script. And right. I, I, you know, a lot of people who run their business want to do their own commercials, which is totally cool and totally fine. But <laughs> if you've never done that before, yeah. it's hard to do and sound okay. And so you don't want this person to sound like a robot who can't read for 30 seconds. So you get some fun production guys who, when you come in, they tell you really weird stories about things. And then they, and then they get you in a good mindset where you're like, the last thing you're worried about is the microphone. You're like, what did he just tell me about? I cannot wait to get home and explain that to my family. That was really weird. So yeah, Tony was in on one of those. Okay, uh, was this Steve Hawk? Was he telling? The it story might have been he? Steve. It might have been Steve. I don't want to. I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to write out Steve. He said he asked me not to actually ask this question on air. So he, it's the best. I, so Steve Hawk is one of my my favorite human beings I've ever worked with, and I think he's one of the best. He like best at the craft of creating a commercial. Mm ever. Yeah. It's unbelievable to watch that man work. And he also has one of the coolest voices. He has a good voice. Yeah. And so it's, yeah, he's got the, he's got the whole, the whole package, man, man. Uh, through your years of working at KXY and being in sports radio, working with Jay and Kevin, like, I mean, you worked with Dan Dickow there as well. Doing yeah. your, your, I, how long did that show go for? Two years, I think maybe, yeah. uh, yeah, just over two years. That show was so good. I, 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 I liked I, it. It had, you had such good guests on, like Dan could pull like, some of the best guests on yep. and and it was like it was like listening to a a national radio show in Spokane and it was a just no like was it did not get a lot of listens it was a weird time because I knew it was like yeah a, they they had a hard time I mean there's no local sports shows at all in Spokane anymore no nope. yeah. none and so there was just no support you yeah. just could not get the support and it was hard to find advertisers I believe for mm. it and so you just it was weird, man. I I remember doing that show and thinking this is a, I, this is actually pretty good. And I'm normally very self deprecating. It's kind of how I survive a yeah. lot of this stuff because I don't like the pressure, and so I, I just crumble. And so I remember though with that show thinking this is actually pretty good. Yeah, I would leave certain days and think that we like crushed that today. Mm -hmm. And I post up the I post the audio up on the internet and I thought if people find this and listen to it, they're going to really like this. Yeah. And so I think people enjoyed it. Because I'll still get people who come up and say, man, I really liked your show with Dick Howe. And, and I think people liked it. But, dude, you just couldn't, they just could not get yeah. the advertising needed to keep it going. Yeah. And so I was, I was bummed out about that. That was a bummer. I loved doing that. that it was, yeah, I remember, yeah, this is a good show. It was so. hard. It was hard because I had done four hours in the morning. I'd work six to ten. Oh, gosh. And then I would get uh, from ten to one to prep, to, to prep next morning's morning show. Oh do anything I needed to do, edit audio, do anything I needed to do, morning show, and then get ready for the sports show. I come up with two hours of content for that. There was days my brain hurt so bad from thinking of things to talk about. And then it got to the point, my throat, I started having throat issues because oh. I was talking for six hours. I talk loud. I'm pretty energetic. Yeah. And I would get home and my girlfriend would be so mad because I couldn't even talk. 
She's mm. like, this is fun hanging out with you. You can't, you can't even talk. I'm like, I know I can't. And I'd be yeah. exhausted. I, I, was, I was pretty miserable outside of work, but it, it was still very fun to do. Yeah. Um, before we get into the little game I'm going to play. Oh, and, I love games, and, and, and then moving on to, like, you know, leaving Spokane. I want to ask you, because you told me this story, and I don't think it ever, I don't think it was on air the other podcast that you were on, but you mentioned that you had one of the most famous podcasters on as like a correspondent for one of your sports shows, Bill Simmons. Yeah. And before Bill Simmons was Bill Simmons, before he was on Grantland, he might have been when he was at ESPN still. Yeah, but it was. And, he was uh, just doing his mailbag. Oh, I don't know right. if you remember that. He would do his mailbag. Yep. Mm-hmm. And yeah, got him on my got him on my sports show a number of times here in Spokane. Yeah. Just a random and this uh, this is not self-deprecating. This is just bad. It was a really bad sports show. And he would come on there, Bill Simmons, and and do football picks. Okay. And so it was wild. I think about that now and and think that's really weird. So I was in a Survivor, the TV show Survivor, Survivor Fantasy League. Uh, with Bill Simmons, Cousin Sal, Jimmy Fallon, or not Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Kimmel, Jim. and a bunch of their producers. And I knew one of the producers, so she got me into this group. And so I just reached out one time because all their emails are in this. They they would do just mass emails during Survivor. You'd watch Survivor and look at your phone and have 100 emails, and it was just the thread of everyone in that league. So I have weird emails from Jimmy Kimmel in my in my email talking <laughs> trash about Survivor contestants. That's and all it was crazy. So... I just thought, well, this guy's a sports guy. I'm doing a sports show. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm 23, 24 years old. What's it going to hurt for me to just ask him, hey, dude, do you have 10 minutes on a Friday to do football picks? Yeah. And he was like, yeah, dude, that's cool. I'll just call me and I'll answer if I can. And if I can't, I won't. And so I, a number of times he would come on and just hang on the air and talk about football picks. That's Bill amazing. Simmons. Bill Simmons. Yeah. Uh, has my one of my favorite podcasts of all time, the Rewatchables. Like so good, dude. Rewatchables is awesome. It's it's the if you've never like listening to this right now, if you've never listened to Rewatchables, there's over I think they are at 300 shows now. Uh, you can go and pick any of those shows and listen to them, and it is the it is the most binge worthy podcast. Uh, in of all podcasts, I, I think I think I think you're right. It's so fun because it's such an evergreen show yeah. because of the mm-hmm. format, and and that makes it very fun because yeah. it's a great filler. If there's a week I go through and you haven't posted enough episodes of Spocast for me, you know, so <laughs> I, I get my one. I'm like, where's the rest of them, Brennan? Come on, baby. And so now I can fill a time with like a show like Rewatchables, which is so cool. It is cool. Um, I gotta ask about that though. Like, what stopped you from like just being like? Can I come work for you? <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know his deal. I, oh, I, okay. You know, I didn't know at the time he didn't have Grantland or anything yet. Right. He worked for ESPN, and so I didn't know the power of Bill Simmons. Right. I just knew he was really fun to talk to, and he was really creative on his mailbag blogs. Yeah. I, I thought he was very clever. Then he started blowing up, mm-hmm. and by then I I didn't have my sports show anymore, and right. it was, I, I probably could have reached out and just said, "Hey, dude, what's the story?" He probably would have looked at the email and been like, "I don't, I mean, yeah, dude, right. random dude from Spokane," but yeah, I I, I kind of wish it would have. It would have been kind of fun to just test the waters. Totally, no, but I mean, because he's Bill Simmons now. Now he's for sure big time Bill. Yeah, it's a that's a that's a that's a cool story. I mean, they, the fact that you even like played a fantasy. Yeah, fantasy survivor. survivor. Yeah, is amazing. I've never done fantasy survivor, but but now that they're going to like two hour shows, hour and a half episodes, or hour and a half episodes, like is I'm I'm very excited for this new season. Oh, 
can't wait. Um, it's a couple of weeks. It is, yeah. Well, let's uh, let's get into the Spocast Hot List. This okay. is a um, a name association game. I'm going to give you one word, and you're going to say the first word that comes to your mind as it relates to Spokane. And I have a I have a I have a longer list, and I have them in a couple different categories. Um, food, and then like just the the regular grab bag. I love. This. Um, I always start with park. Okay. Peaceful Valley. Ooh. Peaceful Valley, favorite park in Spokane. It's underneath the Maple Street Bridge. They've got a awesome basketball court. They've got a court next to it that was supposed to be a soccer, oh, like it's kind of an indoor looking yeah. soccer court, mm-hmm. but now it's turned into a pickleball. Oh, a pickleball. Court. The oh, nicest yeah. ladies, these gals who are probably in their 60s come out and they set up their their chairs and they chat for a while then they play pickleball for a while then they chat for a while they're the sweetest gals some other guys go down there and play a little more intense version of pickleball so you've got that you've got the shade of the bridge and then you've got a little park area there where the mm. kids can play if you want to uh sometimes you go look and you see some of the people who are down there and you go maybe my kids won't be playing here today but sometimes you're like hey there's no one here we'll yeah. play here today totally love that park it's a good park uh what, what's yours Oh man, Riverfront. Yeah, it's a real big one. It's a good one. Yeah, Riverfront Park is pretty awesome. My old studio overlooked it. And, oh really? Uh, and I could see it a lot, and so it was just right there. Um, I don't think you get Riverfront Parks in most cities. I think mm, everyone's proud of a park, but I don't think you do it. They we do it like they do it down there. No, I mean, I have, multiple people say like rivers running through, like you don't get a river running through a city and then have a park. Or, surrounding it yeah like you were down in austin a couple months ago like i don't think they have many parks like right downtown austin like apparently san antonio has a decent something river rock river walk and there's a park around there it's kind of cool i just i can't imagine it's like riverfront right also just that little island park the one that everyone played pokemon go on for a little bit (laughs) <laughs> like we're, that's so cool. Yeah, that's so unique. Canada Island. It has Canada a different. It, it has that's a, what it was. Uh, yeah, it has a different name now, uh, an indigenous name. But uh, Canada Island. Oh man, burger. Oh man, this I'm gonna make so many people mad. Burger in Spokane is such an important word, Brennan. Why are you doing this to me? <laughs> Smash burger at the Elk. Oh, okay. I just had it yesterday. I went through this week, leaving on Monday. So I knew I had to go to my favorite restaurants mm-hmm. before I left. And the Elk Smash Burger, I had to have. So I had it yesterday oh. because I love it so much. But I know right now people who are listening are yelling all the other burgers. Yeah. I'm not saying those are bad burgers because I do think Spokane has got really good burgers. That's really good burgers. Do you, do you have one? Durkin's. Dude, the Durkin's Burger is crazy. The Durkin's Smash Burger is yeah. crazy. The, the, the It's great. It's so good. So one of my best friends, Darnay, worked for Creme 2. Now he works sports in San Diego for their TV station. He will he will make sure if he comes back to Spokane, he will say no to anything people want to do with him until he has his Durkins burger. That's awesome. That's pretty awesome. That is really awesome. Um, artist. Okay, Matt Mitchell. But I don't know if Matt Mitchell is still in. Uh, this is a musical artist. Oh, yeah. Is that okay? Yeah, it's great. No, uh, it's Otherwise, Matt, if it's art, art, Matt Brazzy. I never know how you say his last name. How do you say his name? Oh, Matt Brzee. Matt Brzee. Sorry, yeah. Matt. He's my favorite art drawing artist. Yeah. But Matt Mitchell was in the band Trego. Oh, yeah, yeah, Which yeah. Dis, I think disbanded. And now I think Matt lives in Portland. So, Matt, you don't really get this, but he's a Spokane guy. Yeah. He was in Spokane forever. And I, I don't know that I've seen very many people. And I worked in the music industry for a long time and got to see really big country music acts. Mm-hmm. Matt was just as good with any instrument as anyone I ever saw. Really? Yeah, he's super talented. I remember talented. seeing Trego once. I just actually had on um, on Wednesday J- Justin Priest 
uh, his guitarist in Trago. Oh, cool. And so, yeah, it's a, uh, no, it, it, I, that's a good one. That's we really we good have one. good musicians yeah. in town, and I've, I've done a terrible job of remembering who they are. Mm. So if you go to Zola, and I would go to Zola or somewhere where live music was happening, maybe Pig Out, when they would do the music at Pig Out. Yeah. Happening right now. Dude, I, and it's great. And yeah. I would see music, musicians and go, I need to check out their stuff. And then I'm so forgetful. And mm. I, I listen to so many podcasts, I would forget about yeah. it. Yeah. I'd forget about it. Do you have like do you have a local band you listen to on a regular basis? Yeah. I mean, I have my playlist, my Spokane playlist. Wait, of... is it is it available for me to steal yeah, on and Spotify, listen yeah. to on my drive? Mm-hmm. So that yeah. I can know all the Spokane bands oh, yeah, on absolutely. my way out. I don't update it as regularly as I should, but it's all my it's a lot of my friends, but my what the my two friends that are killing it as hip hop artists in Spokane is uh, Exact Change and Isla Matisse, and they. I do a podcast with them also. It's a little bit biased. They're really, but they're really good friends. And, I, I listened to one of your podcasts with them. Uh-huh. They're they're they seemed awesome. They're amazing. Yeah, they're they amazing guys. Awesome. Um, and I mean, break. You talk about Zola's like Blake Braley plays there. Yeah, and he he's like a he's like a younger Alan Stone, and yeah. he plays the keys, and he's freaking amazing. There's so many good artists in Spokane right Al, now. Alan Stone also probably would have been a good yeah, answer. Alan Stone's a good one. <laughs> uh, uh, sorry, Alan. <laughs> um, neighborhood. Boy, I'm I'm just like staying in a specific spot for you, and it's very much pigeonholing who I am. Browns edition. Browns right. edition is my spot. I see you running through there, but <laughs> Browns is my spot. I'll give you a. Bad story, Brown's edition. I, so Elkfest was my favorite thing in Spokane. Yeah. It was my favorite. I was bummed it got canceled. The Twice, two years in a row, and I don't know why it happened twice, I fell asleep and woke up in the roundabout. <laughs> That's in the, awesome. I lived three blocks. I had to walk three blocks to get there, and I apparently just had lots of fun at Elkfest yeah. and fell asleep. The first year I fell asleep in there, woke up at 4 o'clock, assuming that all my stuff had been stolen and that I, I was going to be beat up, and it was just me fell asleep there. So I must have thought the next year when it happened, similar circumstances, I must have just thought, well, I did this last year. I should do it again as tradition. Because yeah. there's no way anyone's dumb enough to fall asleep twice in that in that roundabout. But you can kind of get nestled up in there. Like next time you're at that Pack <laughs> Avenue, look out and you see that, you can kind of get in there hidden. So Totally. You no, know, that's, that's really... That's a... It's a... Interesting. I love that little roundabout. My friend who's like a city developer, he's like, someday I want to buy that land and just build a little condo right there. That's hilarious. <laughs> then you can just, just go live there and sleep I, there. Yes, I could actually have a bed there. <laughs> uh, pizza. Oh, boy. Brandon, why are you doing this to me, dude? Because mm. this is... Like, you're kidding me with, now I'm going to make people angry. You know, I mean, it's 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 a word association oh, game. It's not gosh, your favorite. I understand. It's, just like, it's what, South Perry. South Perry pizza. Ooh. Gosh dang it. Don't, don't ooh it. Like, everyone's mad. Everyone's saying... Something else, Benedito's. I, I might have forgot you on this one, but I I really enjoy South Perry's Pizza. I love their spot. I love their vibe. Yeah, I think they do a great job with it. So I'm gonna go there. But I need you to say a different one so that we've covered two places. Oh man, well I I really love Flying Goat. Um, okay, sometimes they get a little cute with their pizzas for they me. They do, yeah. I but I don't need to order those. Also, like Market Street Pizza is amazing. Yes. There's so many, you're right. There's so many different different types. Right downstairs. Peace Pie is like an, an amazing New York style pizza. Okay. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of good options. So Market Street Pizza, I think, is the most passable. You don't notice, maybe you don't notice that it's there. Yeah. That when you go there and you have their pizza, yeah. you immediately want more of it the next day. That it's that place, every time I have pizza there, I want it for breakfast, lunch, and dinner for the next week. Yeah. They, they crush it. David's is a really good pizza. Has yeah, really good David's pizza. is really yeah. good. But South Perry, you got my you got my <laughs> my knee jerk reaction. Um, event. 
Hoopfest is my favorite event of all time. I, I think Hoopfest is so cool, so unique. You don't get anything else like it anywhere else because it's because of its size and how they run it. And I, I think Riley's done a really good job taking over for it. Matt did a great job with it. Yeah. And so I, I really love that event. There are so many cool events, right? We talked about Lilac City Comic Con. Yeah. But I think, and, and this is not a knock on any of those events, but I think there are other cities that have similar events. Yeah. So you might have a race. Bloomsday is obviously yeah. rad. Other cities might have a race. It's not as big as Bloomsday. But you might have an art fest, other places have art fest. No one else has hoop fest. No one has hoop fest. Nobody yeah. has. Yeah. It. So it's, it's a, super unique. And I guess Bloomsday, I, I I can't come at you like that. No one else has Bloomsday. Those two events, I think, yeah. are very much, you're in Spokane. They're super unique. We may do other events better here, but they might be done in other places. You could go to, I, in Lexington, I could probably find similar events to a lot of them we have here. Mm -hmm. I'm never going to find hoop fest again. Totally. Um, Which is a great reason for me to have to come back once no, a year. No, absolutely. I told my wife, "Dang it, I guess I have to come and visit once a year." Do you have how long? Have you, how many year? How how many hoop fests have you played in? Have not missed a hoop fest since '98. Oh, so you're gonna come back every year? Oh yeah. Oh, okay, for hoop fest. Like, oh yeah. That's your that's your I, yearly trip. I will never miss. I will never <laughs> miss hoop fest. Um, how many championships? I think we're at six or seven. Oh, wow. I went through the 2000s. I was not at my top of my game. And then 2010 hit, and we got red hot for about five years in a row. I think we won five in a row. And then I got old. Yeah. And so now <laughs> uh, now the guys who play who are my age are all in really, are in really good shape, and they just bully me. And I'm, I can't do anything <laughs> about it. I just lose. So uh, I love it, though. Beer. Whistlepunk. Oh. Whistlepunk, man. Oh, Whistlepunk. I, yeah. I might need to go there right after we get done recording and snag some stuff. I actually know I'm going to get some cans, some of their cans to go so yeah. I can take them to Lexington and share them with the family because I love Whistlepunk's beer. I'll give you some stickers to take down there and you give them to Chris. Oh, cool. And, okay. Uh, uh, and because Chris is, he's the best. And Matt and Matt is amazing too. Like, I, I only like, like Daniela. Oh, you only like Daniela? I only like Daniela. <laughs> Everybody else there is the worst. <laughs> I only go to see Daniela. Um, I want to throw this one for you because it's near and dear to your heart. Athlete. Oh, really, dude. <laughs> oh, man. See, this is tough. Uh, it's Rob Sacre. It's Rob Sacre. <laughs> and I, I've had, uh, there's so many good athletes. And Rob's not from Spokane, so that might not be oh, fair. Oh, he lives here, though. He owns but a he lives here. here. <laughs> yeah. And so Rob is the dude. I love him to death. And so he would be my guy. But if we are, but now that I've said his name, so he knows I've got it, my very first person I always think of if someone says, athlete and i think of this area is cooper cup okay it's cooper cup because yeah. i don't think anyone i think he's the greatest athlete to have touched this area of all time hmm. yeah. I, I think we've got great That's ones true. right we've got mark yeah. rippon we got john stockton so stocks is probably he should be number one but for when i've lived here yeah since i've lived here it's it's coop yeah totally yeah um for me it's i mean it's is it I Mo? Do, it's Mo, but in like an You're I'm, a Mount Spokane guy though. You can't do that. That's oh man. that's crossing that, enemy lines. That was you gotta the, be Joel and Jesse Clark. That was the <laughs> shout out to them. Yeah. They're they're do, they're doing great things in Spokane. Uh, Tyson Dagenhart. Oh, Tyson Dagenhart is like the great that, Mount Spokane no, guy now me. at Boise State. Oh Tyson. His, Tyson. Son, yeah. Not not Yukon. No, Tyson. Uh, Tyson. Yep. Yeah, he's really he's at Mount Boise right, State. Yeah. You got you gotta stay uh, you, you, I got, Mo, you do not get the love from Brennan. You're a Mead guy, and he's a Mount Spokane guy. I'm not going to allow that. I, well, it, you know, it's biased, obviously, but like, 
it was so cool to go to Mount Spokane when he was playing and everyone just like hated him. Yeah. But like it was also so much fun to watch him play. <laughs> so Brennan, during that time in my life, I had a lot of free time. Yeah. And I saw him play his junior year and thought this guy's so good. Yeah. And I loved high school hoops. I missed two of his senior year games. I went to every single one of his games besides two of them because we had plans on two of the nights. Yeah. Which is really creepy looking back at that I'm following a high school senior around. I'm 23, 24 years old, and I'm just following this kid around. But he was so fun to watch. And I loved, I had just started in sports radio. I was kind of, well, I had not just started, but it was around the time I started. And I thought, what a good way for me to get to know the local athletes. I'll follow Mo's team around. And I'll get to see the coaches. Oh, sorry, as I hit the microphone, uh, I get to see the coaches. I get to familiarize myself with players. Yeah. And that could benefit me, I thought, for a local angle. If I, we needed to talk high school basketball, I would know it really well. Right. So I used Morrison as my 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 means to follow all these teams around. Did you tell Adam that, that you followed no, him around? No, absolutely not. It sounds so <laughs> creepy, man. It sounds so creepy. That's funny. Um the last question I have, because it's another one that's near and dear to your heart, and I want to know if this is going to actually be your answer, because I'm I'm okay. curious, is video game. Oh, man. <laughs> oh. I mean, I have 50 million are rattling around. One came to my head first, so I'm going to say that one first. Grand Theft Auto V. Okay. Came to my head first. Uh, but that's, that's not my favorite video game ever. It's one of them, okay. and I spent a lot of time in it. But this is... That's so hard. I'm, a, I'm nerdy. Uh, Final Fantasy XIV is an online Final Fantasy, massively multiplayer online game, and I have played that game more than I've played any other game in the history of my life, and I've played a lot of games. Uh, What did you think I was going to say? Well, you know, as it relates to Spokane, it would be Myst. Okay, the the, the Myst boys, I I (laughs) thought that was good. Yeah, I guess I I lost the Spokane part of all of that. No, I'm just giving you a hard time. But no, I like that. I like the... I mean, I wanted wanted to ask you what your favorite video game was, and uh, because we're not going to get a... We're not going to be able to talk about everything today. So, like, and that was the way I was going to get it. So, so, so Brennan, I am, I am somebody who I, I'm very nostalgic towards things. Mm-hmm. So, I have a lot of nostalgia towards early Nintendo games and especially PlayStation games. The first video game console I ever owned, my, my parents, growing up in Venezuela, they didn't have video game consoles. Right. So, someone had to bring one from the States. And I'm like, one of my buddies had a Nintendo. So, we played that thing for all the 90s. It was the only console we had in our area. Mm. I came back to the States 1997, worked for my grandpa, the tiling thing, and I made enough money to I bought a PlayStation. Oh, nice. And it was, so it was my first console, and I just bought a ton of games that summer, knowing I would not be able to down there. Right. And so I played the heck out of that. So I'm very nostalgic towards a lot of these old games, like I think a lot of people are. Mm-hmm. But I live, my the way I process things in my head, I'm very fine with loving those mm-hmm. and saying I played Final Fantasy VII and loved it to death, but I'm not also not oblivious to the fact that their games that are made today oh God. are better. So much better. Uh, they're better. And so I, I think that with sports, too, and all you athletes, Craig Elo, if you're listening, sorry, bud, love you. I think there's great athletes from back in the day. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. I just think athletes now are better. There's, I, I just, they're, 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 I mean, they're just so, I mean, athletes today, like they just focus so much on their sports yeah. and they just get so good at that one sport. So, like, it's true though. Yeah, like Mark Rippon, like is a, I mean, he was a great quarterback, but like he also played, he also played basketball. Like he played baseball. Freak athlete. Like, and he was good at all of them. Yeah, but like, you know, had he focused just on football, would he have been a lot better? Maybe I don't know. <laughs> but that, but that's the thing. Now, that is, right? yeah, so that's totally. the thing. So I, I, I say that to say, I, I, I get sometimes bothered when people will come at me with their favorite, favorite, favorite game. 
being an old one, but then when they defend it with that, it's still the greatest. Yeah. And so I have a hard time with that. I do not mind listening to people tell me about their old nostalgic favorite games because I love that. Mm-hmm. But I do think games that have come out in the last 10 years are just better games because they're more, they've got the capability of being yeah. better games. I feel like, I feel like PlayStation era and 64 era, that same, that same era, but like trying to go back and play those games oh. on, like playing Ocarina of Time, like is my fear game, one of my fear games of all time. But playing it, trying to play it is just like it's not. It, they just need to remaster it. Like you got to remaster these games to, to for kids today to remember them. Yes, that's why I'm so excited about like the things that Nintendo's doing with like their remasters. Like, like they're they're remastering my favorite RPG of all time, which is Super Mario Brothers RPG. And like Re- that's your favorite RPG well, of all time. Like that's a, so cool. That's such a unique answer. I bought. I love it. I bought. My parents bought me a Super Nintendo the like the same week the 64 came out and cuz it like it probably was cheaper. Yeah. And the game I got with it was um Super Mario RPG and Super Mario World. And like and so it was my first like I never liked RPG games, but it was like a very accessible it had a Mario story like yeah, it, and now they're re- remastering it for the Switch and I'm like I'm yeah. so excited. It's gonna be cool, dude. Yeah. It's gonna be really cool. Um, man, so kind of burning through all, all this time. I I wanna um you know, I the other question I wanted to ask is like, what are you what are you gonna miss most about Spokane? People. Yeah. Uh, people. Brennan, this week has been I don't know that I have tears left. I'm very <laughs> emotional. I'm a very emotional person. I live my life based on people. I love people. And so I will miss things in Spokane. Mm-hmm. I will miss things. I will miss stores here. I will miss areas here. I will. I will. I'll miss the weather. Yeah. I think Spokane is such a cool city. It's my favorite city. I know that's easy to say since it's where I've lived since 2000. Yeah. I just love it. But I'm going to miss people here so bad. And so I've kind of done the tour this week as my my family left on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And so it was just me. I, I My wife, God bless her, I, I owe her forever. I asked if I could just have some time by myself here saying yeah. goodbye to people. And yeah, man, it's just been breakfast, lunches, and dinners and saying bye to people and just a lot of tears. I know tonight I get to go see my my best friend. It's my last kind of hang with the, with the best, the, the core group. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna ball my eyes out all night because it's hard for me to leave people. You can't people you cannot replace. And we have yeah. great people in this area, really great people. Mm-hmm. Which is which is actually one of the things I love, Brandon, about what you do because you bring to light a lot of these people who people don't know about in our town who are just so nice, so cool, so talented. And I love I've loved listening to all your interviews with the, the unique people of Spokane, just continuing to prove how awesome mm. everyone in this community is. And so I'm excited. I'm excited to listen, continue to listen to your podcast just so I can hear the people here and get that taste of home yeah. when I'm in my new home. But I'm going to miss the people, man. Yeah. A lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. Oh, man, I I appreciate that. Did someone, I should actually know who reached out to me. They sent me a message on Instagram. And they said, I live in, um, the, he lives in Vancouver. And he said, I love listening to your podcast because it's a little slice of Spokane. And I, I hope I, I'm... I hope that can, Spokecast can be that for you. I'll never miss an episode. Brennan, I promise you I will never miss an episode. I will listen to everything you put out about this area. I love... I, I, you're going to make me... You're going to make me emotional over the next couple of months because you talk now with what you're doing. You talk about the things that are happening in this community. Mm. I'm going to... like. It's so cool 
to hear it talked about because it's things that we all like, and then to hear someone else who likes it. Mm-hmm. Dude, I yeah. love it. I'm excited to be able to follow that. Yeah, I, I was going to ask, like, so someone, you know, had told me the other day, and I, I, I was like, Spokane's a vortex, and that, <laughs> and that, uh, but I didn't, re- when I had heard that you're moving, I, I had no idea that you, your wife had family in Lexington. Yeah. So, like, thank God. Obviously, that's, uh, you know, you're moving to work. Now you're going to her hometown. Yeah. And which that's, that seems awesome that you're able to give her that gift of yep. being able to, to move there. And her family's rad too. So it's like, it's kind of a win for me. Yeah. I have a really cool family, but her family's also rad. So that help that definitely helps with the move. Totally. Uh, Hmm. I w- I'm sorry. The, I, this is a terrible way to interview someone. Is like uh, getting getting stumped at the very no, end of I the love podcast. I, I'll tell help you with this. One thing that's going to stink that I will miss about here. My brother-in-law messaged me. I'm going to get to Lexington on Thursday. Yeah. And my brother-in-law messaged me and said, "Hey, dude, the day you get in is opening night of the NFL. They're big sports guys. My brother-in-laws are. Mm. And they were like, "Do you want to come to our opening night football party?" And I responded like, "Patrick, I, I have not." been with my kids i've been over a week with my wife and her mom dealing with my children i'm probably going to need to make sure i do all the things when i get there bath time bedtime hang with them in that afternoon Mm -hmm. i need to be as present as possible so my wife can take a break yeah and he goes well yeah duh but don't your kids go to bed at 7 7 30 i go yeah exactly he goes dude the game doesn't start till 8 30 I thought, oh, shoot, this East Coast time is going to be a nightmare. <laughs> I was going to ask about the Oh, East. I said, I'll be there. Oh, yeah, I'll, everyone will be asleep by then. I'll be there. I was going to say, like, now that you can you can start watching the Seahawks at, like, 4 o'clock in the afternoon. I, that's crazy. I, like, I've been in, on the East Coast for some Seahawks games, and I'm like, I watching a, a 1 o'clock game at 4 o'clock seems so late. I'm not looking forward to it. <laughs> I love some my of the basketball, mornings. <laughs> oh, some of the basketball is going to be... Late watching the Zags is going to be late. Yeah, late oh nights. My, oh my god, ten o'clock start times. Oh, buddy, no kidding. Uh, well, I got to say, dude. I mean, I appreciate you taking the time to to come on the podcast. I I was always going to try to do this interview eventually because I, but I didn't want to like step on Luke's toes and uh, and the Real Rap podcast. But then I was like, as soon as I, not as soon. What happened was the other night I was, I had I saw that you that your wife had left and that you were gonna be here for a couple more days. I'm like, shit, I might have missed my opportunity to interview him. And so I I have to thank you so much. It's really an honor to like be able to 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 interview you to and and I I what I will say and this I wish I would have met you five years ago. Totally, totally I, agree. Because I definitely think we could have made some really cool podcasts together. And not saying we can't still do that, because the great thing about podcasting is you can do it remotely yes. now. Um, you, you did the thing. I will tell you, Brennan, I, they, I've gone from hatred, loving hatred with you. <laughs> I have it documented on my phone. You've done the thing that I thought was the most needed in Spokane. Mm. Uh, I, I thought that a, a podcast... A, a podcast center where not only do you do one, but you open it up to people to allow themselves to voice their interests. Yeah. You did that, and I think it is one of the coolest things that we have in this city. I think it is so beneficial to this city. I hope that people support it so that it can continue. The ability for people to voice 
all the cool stuff here is is huge. And the fact that you do it, I'm very jealous of it. Just know that I'm very jealous. So that's where the hatred comes from. But I love it, dude. I think it's so cool. You're a great guy for it. I, I'm, I'm very thankful that you even reached out to me. I did not think I was going to be even ever on the radar. I looked at the people that you had come on your show, and I remember thinking, well, there's no way I'll ever get on that because he's top-notch Spokane folks. So I appreciate you reaching out to me because I love this city. And to get to talk about it was cool. Yeah. And well, you're... I mean, you're literally like an OG podcaster. If you're producing yeah. your podcast back in 2005, like, I mean, that you, I think you said this on Real Rap, but like, you, you were like one of the first, how many podcasts to be on Apple? First 500. I think 500. We're, I'm thinking it's one of the first 500 podcasts ever. Wow. And it's so the podcasts on, podcast as a word started with Apple. They put it on their iPod colors. Yeah. And, and we had no idea what it was. And they opened up the podcast in June, uh, June of 2005. And my first episode was the very beginning of September. Wow. So I missed two months, three months there where I could have had an opportunity, but I didn't get my iPod that yet. So yeah, <laughs> 2005, June 2005 is when they all started. I got in September. And God, that's crazy. And that's... so, but it's crazy, but it's also really sad that. I was one of the first ones, and it amounted to nothing. It kind of puts you right way, like kind of makes you realize how really super talented some of these big, huge podcast people yeah. are. That I'm like, well, I have 100 million podcasts out there, mm. and not a thing to show for it besides just my love of the podcast world. But it is, yeah, it's been it's been a long time doing it. So I'm this is like my number one passion is podcasts. Number well, one, your podcast is. I, I binged it over the last couple of days just to get ready for this interview, and. I will say, like, your podcast was a ton of fun to listen to. It might be because, like, I'm, I'm into all the things you're into, video games, yeah. sports, and, like, you, and the, your perspective on life is very, like, it's like mine, and it's, I I really love, I mean, I don't, I won't miss an episode of yours, especially now in your journeys of going to, moving be. to Lex, Lexington. I can't wait to to find out what's going on and how, how it's all going, and I, I think... I hope that you keep on doing it and I hope you find space to keep on making podcasts and you know, maybe you should open up a, a podcasting studio in Lexington. Spocast East. <laughs> right? Spoc I don't I don't want to I don't want to change it to Lexcast or anything. I'll keep it Spocast East. Steal <laughs> direct plagiarism. Uh, uh, but uh, yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep doing it probably by next summer. It'll be a podcast with an accent, which will be wildly fun. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just my, my podcast. I hope people enjoy it who listen to it. It is just me, it's just my life, which is very egotistical. But that's I, again. I want. We talked about it at the beginning. I wanted this to document it and have it. And so these next couple of episodes will just be. Uh, I don't know if people will enjoy them because it'll just be me recapping my time, my last couple of days here in Spokane. Right. And so was that fun to listen to? Maybe, maybe not. They're not super long, so that's the nice. Thing. That, that, I will you're say you're not that, in it for a long time. I mean, it is a good sweet spot of of uh, time. So like, fifteen minutes, seventeen minutes is a great spot to be in. Uh, I, the last question I'm going to ask you, and I ask everyone this, okay. uh, I have to make sure I ask you, is uh, why Spokane? Because it's the greatest community in the world. Mm -hmm. It's the greatest community. People people like to just take dumps on Spokane a lot of time because this and that, and we are now post-2020. Everyone wants to hate everything, so you nitpick all of it. Yeah, get, get, out, get out of here. Get over it. Come on. This is the best community, dude. People are great. People support things people support local events people support local businesses they support things like this this community is rad and this community is always there for this community mm. i i don't feel like i don't feel like when you come to spokane you're you're 
crushed with massive egos. Mm-hmm. I know there's a lot of them, but you you it's well it is welcoming. Yeah. It is it is a welcoming community, and I just I love and I love the vibe. I love that it's a little more chill vibe to it. I'm moving east. I've been to Lexington a lot. It's so different. Dude, yeah. it is it is so different. There's a lot more important. We got a lot more polo shirts. We got a lot more. It's kind of big, big time, big money, old money, and all that yeah. stuff. Not Spokane, man. Spokane's chill. You wear your t-shirt, shorts, wherever you want to go, and that's accepted. Totally. <laughs> I I love it. So yeah, Spokane will always be my favorite city in the world. One of the things I'm the saddest about moving to Lexington is that both of my kids, I've got a one and a half year old and a three and a half year old who were both born here. Yeah. And they will not remember Spokane as home. Totally. And that is sad to me because I I I love how Spokane churns people out and the people who are raised here when they are adults I feel like they're very cool, very unique mm. and I'm a little bummed my kids won't have some of that in them and I I'm sure they'll grow up and be wild and fun and, and all that's this stuff cuz I know how my wife is and how I am but I will miss that part of them that Spokane embeds into you mm-hmm. they won't have that vibe and I'm kind of bummed out about that man I'm yeah. jealous of your kids I was walking through downtown with my kid the other night with Link, and he said to me, "Dad, I just love downtown Spokane." Yeah, man. And I was just like, "I that I'm I think it's it's cool. It is a unique city, and I think we're and I think I mean you'll bring your kids back here, and they'll yeah. they'll experience it, and they'll they will when they tell people where they were born, it'll be Spokane, Washington, and who knows." Spokane's a vortex. It's a vortex, <laughs> baby. And if my parents have anything to do with it, it's going to vortex their vortex their grandkids right back at some point. They're going to do everything they can to fight and claw to keep those kids somewhere close. Well, Sean, thank you again so much for coming on Spokast. It's been great talking to you. I know we are a little all over the place on things. I, I sorry, but I, man. That's I, I, on no, me. That's, that's on no, me. No, it's the, I, I wanted to talk about a little bit about everything, and I uh, we have so many common interests, and I one of them is definitely Spokane, and yeah. so I'm. I'm happy to share that with you, and I, I, I'm so, I'm, I'm bummed that you're leaving, but it's going to be a journey. And the great thing about you know 21st century is we can all stay yeah. connected now. Wait, so. I, can I? I'm going to do. I'm going to produce for you real quick because okay. I want this so bad. I want to just. I want to interrupt your podcast. Yeah. <laughs> can I send in? questions like can i send in questions on instagram to you oh, for totally. your first yeah. so moving forward when i'm having my my need for knowing what's going on with certain things i'll just, and i'll make up fake names for you so you Perfect. don't feel like you're getting bombarded by me every well, time it's like oh this? sean w from lexington sends another question in like i will just make different names up but i want to be able to ask questions on your pod because you are really great about talking about so much stuff, so I just I'm gonna feel the need to bombard you with random questions that I need answers for. Well, maybe I'll I'll send in questions to your show and you send in questions of mine, and, and we'll Deal. just and uh, I I, lo- I love it. So I, I I love what you're doing. I'm so excited to follow along on the journey. I'm excited to see what podcasts you guys churn out. They've all been super fun so far, and so I'm I'm real excited to see what the future holds for Spocast. And I'm, I'm, you hooked me up with the hat. I'm gonna rep that thing like crazy Love in it. Lexington, bro. I'm gonna let, rep that thing like crazy. Well, I'm getting shirts made soon. I'll send you. I'll send you a shirt too. Dude, I would love that. I would love cool. that. I, my goal is to bring Lexington people to listening to Spokast so that they're jealous of how good Spokane is. Perfect. Do it. I love it. This is. I. I'm. Again, thank you again for coming on, dude. Appreciate I, it. I'm. Uh, you're. You're amazing. So you are too. Thanks awesome. so much. All right. Well, everyone else. Oh shit! It's about. It's gonna end soon. Thanks for listening. Until next time, peace. Gonna do it like me. Cause there ain't nobody like me. Can't nobody do it like me. You ain't seen nothing like me.
postpone to love yourself. I said it's all about you and no one else. I said don't you just want to love yourself? Let me hear you sing it louder. Don't you just want to love yourself? I said it's all about you and no one else. I said don't you just want to love yourself? Let me hear you sing it louder. Gonna do it like me. This is a production of Spokass Production Studios, located in Spokane, Washington. Our city, our stories. And a big thank you to Jinx Universe for letting us use his song, Like Me, from his latest album, Make It Look Good. Peace.